demons entered the sacred garden. The peaches of immortality made them drool. However, the fiends were beaten by two guards. The guards were the current duo of a long line of gatekeepers known as Menshin. And this is Legends from the Pacific. Aloha, and thank you for joining us. This is Legends from the Pacific, episode 127, China's Vital Gatekeepers, Minshin. I am Kamuela Kaneshiro, a native Hawaiian professional writer, speaker, and Comic-Con panelist with extensive film and television experience. I study mythology, I've encountered unusual things, and I'm a geek. A big mahalo nui loa to all of you who purchased Legends from the Pacific, book one, and left the rating. I look forward to giving you a shout out for your review. Just click the link in our show notes and purchase our Legends from the Pacific book one today. Later in this episode, your featured song and Hawaiian word. But first, let me share with you the door gods. As usual, I apologize for any mispronounced names or words and appreciate your understanding. Now, we're talking about China, which means on top of various customs and regional cultures, we're also spanning thousands of years. So Menshin means door gods or door spirits, though they are also referred to as gate gods, since large gates protect properties. It's important to note that Menshin changed through time, and scholars believe they started as animals or non-human deities, but gained human traits as generations passed. The first Menshin was recorded around the Han Dynasty, which was around 200 BCE, and they were Shensu and Yulu. Shensu and Yulu were specifically door gods, who appeared as armed warriors in armor, but they eventually appeared as scholars. As illustrated in our opening story, the deities protected the peaches of immortality. These were the same fruit that Sun Wukong, or the Monkey King, was guarding which was covered in episodes 77 and 78. However, the door gods were not around, so they could have been guarding the actual entrance, which is why the gods told the Monkey King that his job was a joke, since the door gods did all the work. However, research suggests another variation is the Menshin are stationed in a peach forest between our realm and theirs. At night, spirits race through the forest for us. But the Menshin battle them, or actually slaughter them, because seriously, the ghosts don't have a chance. The gods slice them up and feed the spectral shards to their legendary black beast of Arg. Um, all right, sorry, wrong notes. <clears throat> Let's try that again, shall we? The gods slice them up and feed the spectral shards to their half-lion dragon beast, Suni, which is one of the Dragon King's nine children. Because of the gods' peach tree connection, their images were carved into peach wood planks and placed on the front of doors to keep evil spirits and misfortune away. 
But the time-consuming woodwork was costly, and deities' names replaced their images. Now, things were well and fine until someone realized they could be making more money. They claimed the planks eventually lose their power and new planks were needed to optimize good fortune. Following generations chose different menshin, so Shensu and Yulu were replaced by others until the Tang Dynasty, which was around 600 Common Era, when the menshin became real-life generals Qin Shubao and Yuqi Gong. Remember, this was kind of a big deal since this was the first time deities were not used. Anywho, the generals were unmatched in warfare and helped their emperor rise to power. During the Tang Dynasty, there lived a renowned mystic. While he was skilled in many arts, his reign prediction was phenomenal. This infuriated the Dragon King of a River, for water was the element of dragons, not mortals. The Dragon King donned a mortal form, shoved pedestrians aside, and pointed at the mystic. You fooled others, but I see through your tricks. Smoke ribboned from the mystic's pipe. Well, the dragon said, aren't you going to prove me wrong? The mystic's skeletal fingers combed his long white beard. Why should I? You've already passed judgment on me. I'd be wasting my time for no benefit. The dragon laughed. You admit I'm right. The mystic sighed. If that is what you want to believe, now please go. I'm a busy man. The dragon sneered. Will it rain within the hour? Yes, the mystic said. But anyone can see the looming clouds mean it will rain before sunset. The dragon faced the crowd. Remember what he said. I'll prove him wrong. The dragon left, ascended to the heavens, saw it was going to rain, and prevented it. In the heavenly palace, the jade emperor's eyes glowed. His retainer beside his throne stopped taking notes. My liege, what's wrong? There's a disturbance in our realm. The jade emperor's eyes brightened. Thunder shook the palace, and the dragon appeared in the chamber. The beast roared. Who dares silence, creature? The jade emperor's eyes dimmed. The dragon's head lowered. My lord, please excuse my rudeness. Why did you stop the scheduled rain? The dragon's jaw dropped. My, my lord, dragons control when it rains. It's our right. You forget yourself, beast. You may cause it to rain, but have no right to cancel what I've scheduled. My lord, a mortal is making a mockery of when it will rain. A mortal? The Jade Emperor stood. You canceled my decree because a mortal? But my lord, he has no right for such knowledge. The Jade Emperor's eyes glowed. Your mortal shares his observations, but does not meddle. I have no need of a dragon who does not understand this. You will be executed tomorrow at midday. The dragon's eyes widened. But, my lord, the jade emperor's eyes brightened, and the dragon vanished. The dragon changed into a mortal, raced to the mystic as the crowd whispered, He was right, it didn't rain. The mystic nodded to the dragon. Are you glad it didn't rain? 
The dragon loomed over him. I need your help. I don't interfere with things, the mystic said. As the Jade Emperor told you, the mystic puffed his pipe. You knew? The mystic smiled. Of course I'll help a dragon, but I can only share what I see. Tell me how he plans on killing me. The mystic exhaled smoke. It gathered over them. The Jade Emperor believes it is fitting for a mortal to execute you. The mortal he has in mind is the land's top senior court minister. That is all I can share with you. The rest is shadow. Good luck, my friend. The dragon left. He dared not affect the Jade Emperor's plans directly and admired the moon as he flew to the Tang Emperor's palace. The Tang Emperor, Tai Zong, was sleeping. The dragon entered his dreams and asked for his help. Tai Zong agreed and promised to keep the minister in the palace. Tai Zong woke moments before sunrise. He couldn't detain the minister by force, but knew he was fond of strategy games. The emperor dispatched a detail to invite the minister for a day of plain go and Chinese chess with him. The palace's best room was made into the game room, filled with the finest furniture, food, and drink. The emperor welcomed the minister, who was shocked with such lavish accommodations. Everything you require is here, the emperor said. If anything isn't, my retainers will retrieve it. As you can plainly see, there is no need to leave. No, the minister said, not at all. The emperor smiled, and the two started gaming. However, the emperor's sleep was disrupted by the dragon. The emperor struggled to stay awake, but nodded off. He awoke. The minister was gone from his chair. The emperor called for him. The minister answered beside the food table. The emperor chuckled. My apologies. It was rude of me to doze off. You should have woke me. The minister returned to the table with food. Not at all. I must have dozed off as well. You did? Yes. I dreamed the Jade Emperor spirited me away to execute a dragon. The Emperor leaned forward. Did you? Of course. It was just a dream. The Emperor slumped back in his chair, apologized that he must be more tired than he thought, and requested their gaming end. The minister obeyed, thanked the Emperor for his hospitality, and left. The emperor prayed the dragon would forgive him. The dragon didn't. He haunted the emperor every night. The sleep-deprived emperor turned to his top generals, Qin Shu Bao and Yu Qi Gong. They agreed, even though they've never fought a spiritual entity. When the candles burned low, a shadow moved. It slid through the fields, darted between buildings, shot through the gates, and the generals pounced it. The startled dragon eased back, but the generals pressed their attack until it fled. Do you know who the Hawaiian volcano god was before Pele? Or who the Hawaiian god of poison was? Become a Legends from the Pacific Patreon member to hear these rare stories, enjoy early access to our episodes, and other nifty benefits. So click the link in our show notes and become a Legends from the Pacific Patreon member today. 
as always, a big mahalo nui loa to our Patreon members, whose support keeps our show going. The Emperor thanked his generals and made portraits of them, which he placed at his gates instead of the traditional planks. So, not only was this the first time real people were mentioned, but another material replaced peach wood. But, like previous mention, the generals were replaced. Eventually, the role of mention went to a human who became a powerful spirit. Yes, I'm speaking of our friend, the scholar-turned-ghostbuster, Jean Cui. He was the scholar who aced his exams, but the emperor didn't like his face and failed him. The scholar killed himself, and as you know from our episode 111, that was only his beginning. It should also be noted, two women actually became mentioned, but that's a story for another time. No, neither of them were Mulan. Today, many mention have been seen in various media, including the video game series Romance of the Three Kingdoms. There was also the 2016 Chinese animated film Little Door Gods, which centered around the first recorded mention, but the movie called them by their other names, Shen Tu and Yu Lei. Also, the duo weren't brothers. An American version was made a year later in 2017, which was named the Guardian Brothers. The American version is 20 minutes shorter than the original. I'm not sure which scenes were edited, since I was fortunate enough to have viewed a good subtitled version of the original. Some residents have their mention constantly up, but mention are mainly posted around Chinese New Year to ensure good fortune and keep the monster of Chinese New Year, Nian, away. Homes are sometimes adorned with many mention. Usually the property's front gate has armed mention in armor, scholarly mention, are at the main entrance, and children mention are placed on children's bedroom doors. Our astute listeners might have noticed I've specifically referred to residences, since temples and palaces could have different mentions. My apologies that I didn't have enough time to go through all the mentions, but it's quite the list since different regions have their own mentions. So, what did we learn? Well, I feel there was just so much to take away from this episode. Like, it's interesting how mention became sort of a modern myth in that they changed to match their current generation. I especially like seeing our old friend, Jean Cui. I swear, his story is so captivating, even though the whole death part is not advised. But let us not forget the Tang Emperor having a game day. I can't help it. I'm a hardcore gamer, and I loved that part. I imagine the views and layout would be amazing, not to mention the spread of food and drink. Then finally, I felt it was awesome that there were female mention. I mean, China, of all places, had women in such an important role. How cool is that? If you like what you heard, please give us a rating and write a review. I'd really appreciate it. Our theme song is Mystery by Tavana, courtesy of High Sessions. Sound effects are by Sound Effects Factory. Our music coordinator is Matt Duffy, a.k.a. DJ Triple Bypass. Links and show notes can be found on our website, legendsfromthepacific.com, including a link to your featured song, which is Permanent Holiday by Mike Love, courtesy of High Sessions. Legends from the Pacific was written, produced, and edited by me, Kamuela Kaneshiro. 
I also wrote our original stories. Your featured Hawaiian word is kahu. Kahu means guardian, warden, or master. An example of kahu is Chicago's detective wizard Harry Dresden is a kahu in more ways than one. Once again, kahu is Hawaiian for guardian, warden, or master. I wonder if that's too much of a spoiler. Thank you once again for listening. Mahalo and a hui ho!